0: It's time to get on the blunderbuss, where we go on a journey into leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, the blunderbuss, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On the blunderbuss, we think it's possible to learn more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun, especially other people's. We'll be hearing about some great buffhead moments where practitioners provide us with the pleasure of hearing about how they did all the dumb things and the leadership lesson they took out of it. As I drive around on the blunder bus, I'm on search for the leader who has done more dumb things than I have. Could today be the day when we've found them? So today, I've driven the blunder bus all the way up to Wentworth Falls to uh, invite onto the bus Ian McGilvray, formerly senior director. At Philip Cox Architects, uh, who specialised in Ian specialised in education, science, and master planning. Now, uh, one of Australia's leading lyrical figurative artists. Ian, welcome onto the bus. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. So, ever failed?
1: Oh, <laughs> lots of time here. Where do I start? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anyone stand out to you?
1: <laughs> well, um, I, I, I suppose you, you go to the pains centre in your heart and and (laughs) one that really still still stings is (laughs) the hurt locker (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah when you our when I was an architect our, our architectural company used to have annual general meetings in different states of Australia so it was New South Wales turn Sydney's turn so I was the chairman that year so my job was to run the meeting and my job um well, it was a brainwave I had—a <laughs> bad <laughs> brainwave. I thought, "Let's have a guest speaker." Right, so
0: and I take it this is a big deal meeting,
1: right? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, this this is where we decide theoretically the policy and the settings and the how can we, you know, improve as architects and get get ahead in the world. Right. In reality, they'd been talk fests, and I yeah. was a bit sick of talk fests, and I thought, I'm going to make a change, yeah. I'm really going to steer the ship in a good direction. Uh-huh. I'm going to bring in a controversial speaker uh-huh. and really make us think, are we on the how are we addressing the future? Because I thought we were just getting sitting on it, resting on our laurels. Right. Okay.
0: okay. that sounds not
1: unreasonable. So I thought, uh, what'll I do? I'll get a controversial speaker, I'll get a futurist. Uh, somebody whose specialty is writing and thinking about the future. And I get them to talk about the future changes that are going to happen in Australia and around the world, that as architects we've got to rise to the occasion, stop sitting on our backside and address the new world that we're coming into and prepare our young architects for that future.
0: Now, at this moment, this doesn't s- sound like an unreasonable idea.
1: Thought, I thought it was a brilliant <laughs> idea. I thought, I'll stir the pot. We won't have just another talk fest where the loudest talk and the quietest sit and mumble yeah. will really set the pace for changing the way we operate as a company. Yeah. And? <laughs> and I picked a futurist who I had heard on the ABC radio but foolishly hadn't read any of his books. Okay. And I I. Lied, I, I had a person contact the ABC to find out mm-hmm. his details. He lived in Canberra. Uh, he was actually in Melbourne at that time, so we had to fly him up. And I, I checked with his agent yeah. and got a date, and I said, I want you to speak on uh, just a topic, uh, whatever topic you like about the future, thinking that uh-huh. this is a group of architects, and I'll give you basically an hour to to have the keynote address.
0: Right.
1: And? And, <laughs> <laughs> He came and gave his keynote address on the first session of the first morning of the conference, people from all around Australia, all of the uh, managing partners, and... Um for a while, everyone sort of hung in there with him, listening to his sociological take on Australia and where it was heading. And then everyone's going eyes closed <laughs> over, and eyes were rolling, and I thought, "This is not going well." And then after the address, in terms of questions, there were very few questions. And then at the lunchtime, I could tell that everyone was, "Well, that's stupid, Miguel Why, <laughs> What a dunderhead bringing along like a future, futurist." To so, talk. was the
0: problem? It was just boring.
1: Um, it well it was off off topic. I in my mind I could make intellectually the connections okay. between the future changes in Australia and the fact that we must prepare for them. But I was doing that in my head. Right. He didn't engage people's emotions or uh, energies or um, enable them to make those connections between what we were doing as architects, and I, and I didn't. It, the, one of the many mistakes, um, I didn't introduce him in a context. So I didn't yes. try to say, the reason I've got us futurists is because I reckon that we're lazy and we're losing the plot and we're just tr- trading on our past performance. Yes. I think we've got to radically so I, di- I didn't set the scene I didn't engage people emotionally i didn't um, I didn't use my imagination to think I want to see change I've got to think inside my fellow directors and associates minds to think what would what would really wake them up, what would excite them, what would inspire them yes. i didn 't put myself in their shoes. Yes. I just brought along this guy from Melbourne who talked that
0: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: um, was there a
0: particular moment? Then when you were kind of sitting there and you just kind of realized this is oh, to yeah,
1: <laughs> like about twi- 15 20 minutes into it, yeah. Could, I, I could the sinking feeling, perhaps. oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can still conjure it up, yeah. I can still feel it, yeah. On the yeah.
0: bus, we like to call that the buff head moment. Uh, the you think, oh, no, nice. I've been a
1: <laughs> <laughs> rewind, rewind, <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. So, um, what did you learn out of this? Well,
1: well I I learned that if if you want to um, be a change agent in some way amongst people you work with, respect and sometimes do or don't get on with, you, you've you've got to get inside their person. You've you've got to use your imagination and think not just think what helps me think about change, but yes. what what would in their world, in their perspective, what would stir them and motivate and excite yes. them. Yes, and I just didn't do that. So. I think I learned that you've you've got to get inside people's um, heads. Uh, just politically, <laughs> like any group of people, there, there were some power brokers. There was yes. one in particular was a very famous Australian. Yes. I should have prompted him well before that, that day and said, Philip, what I'm thinking of is this, the reason is so-and-so, and carry him with me because... Yes. If he rolls his eyes, which right. he did after 10 minutes, everyone else is going to. So I didn't engage the key political players yeah. uh, in, the, in that deal. Um, and I, uh, I actually didn't do the homework of reading this guy's books because if I'd have read his books, I would have realised that. He is too theoretical yes. and not an uh, an emotionally engaging yeah. uh, speaker. It's interesting. I mean, what you
0: talked about there was um, sort of change and change management, as both are um, an imaginative yeah, and yeah. creative exercise, yeah. and also as a quite emotional exercise to get yeah, inside yeah. other people's frames and and think about their feelings and and so on.
1: Yeah, and and I I felt passionately about. It. I I did other things at that conference to try to. Engage uh, less important people in the group by saying they are doing really important research work, and to try to change our focus. Yeah. But um, yeah, unless unless you really plan in advance, change just doesn't happen yeah, because yeah. you introduce some idea. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Okay. But have you ever repeated that mistake?
1: Um, I, I I don't think in a direct sense in, in terms of bringing along a speaker who's a dud, but at times I think I. Um, uh, I I try to uh, steer things or encourage people to change or to think of new ideas, but I don't always connect with them. So, so I think something that I've read and yes. has a big impact on me, I'll share it with somebody thinking that it'll, it'll have a lot of benefit. But I, I think, yeah, it comes down to that word imagination, trying to think if I want to um, motivate people or share something that's really been powerful for me, it's, it's not just my world. I've got to imagine this other person in front of me. Yes. Um, and operate at their level in some way. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it has had broader implications. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, cool. Okay. So uh, how do you see failure now?
1: Oh, well, um, at the time it was just simply painful and and I don't think I was for probably years after that I I, I turned it into something useful. Now, being older and wiser, I suppose I see failure as a real gift because um, you, you've got to hit some real dead ends uh, to wake us up, um, yes. to help us to see there's different ways of doing things, different ways of yes. thinking. Um, and, and I think that failure teaches you that, Failure is often you, your life bouncing off other people and, and sometimes bouncing off badly. And I think that that's um, precious to how we grow as a person. We, we enjoy it when everyone laughs at our jokes yeah. uh, but, uh, or admires something we've done well. But the flip side is um, negative reactions and failure is also part of how we not only shape ourselves but improve our shared life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's really nice. Because um, if we're seeking to be innovative in whatever field in which we work, surely there will be times when we don't get it right. Yeah. No one... Yeah. Because you're taking risks. Right. Yeah. So no one gets it right straight out of the bat. Yeah. They're, They're almost... And we don't necessarily see that, you know, in some of the people that we see in our world. We probably you yeah, know, see the successes and whatever. We don't mm. necessarily see the ones that didn't work yeah,
1: along yeah, the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's like an architecture. There's many Gothic cathedrals that we'll never see today because they all fell down.
0: <laughs> That's right. Only the great ones that survived. Other, right. other ones. Okay. So thanks to Ian McGilvray for sharing one of his uh, leadership mistakes and the things that he's learned. At the St. Michael's Institute, our promise to you is that we can help you do more dumb things because <laughs> we can help you take more risks and learn from what you're doing. So go to our website at www.stmichaels.institute where we can teach you how to fail better. Thanks and see you next time.